and welcome to our Jackson Homes podcast. We have a special guest this week, Rusty Robinson, uh, as made famous by his museum that he started in Jackson, Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum. And uh, Rusty, thank you for joining us today. No problem, man. Glad to be here. Rusty, real quick, if uh, for those of us that have never met you, like myself, until just a few minutes ago, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and we'll, we'll get to the museum in a little bit, but about who you are as a person. <laughs> well, uh, I was raised out Southside, uh, went to Southside High School, always lived out there, uh, just always c- loved cars from since I was kindergarten. Or even before that, my mom would show us, she's got uh, stuff from kindergarten church bulletins and all kinds of stuff. I was always drawing cars okay. on them and so uh just from my early time that uh, I always loved them and my dad he he liked cars and uh he always supported me uh, and we worked together all the time anyway so it early on you know he had the uh, I would if when I first started messing with him a lot I would would flip them and I got rid of a, okay. a lot of stuff I should never have sold but What's one of those ones that you uh, look back and you're like, I can't believe? I had a one one that's a, a, I've had several. It's, it makes you upset when I sit there and think. But I had a '69 <laughs> Super Sport Camaro convertible, hugger orange that was perfect and just uh, so got it priced right. And and when I sold it, I thought I made uh, just a killing. And so it turned out it was a big mistake. It's, oh it's, no! I, I should have never sold it, but. Uh, but my dad, all my mom and my dad, always supported you know cars and had, like I said early on, he had the money and I liked the cars and he seen me flipping stuff, making money. He said, well, if you see something, you know, we'll get it and you know, split the money. Mm. And that turned into, well, we like this one so much, we we just keep this one. And, <laughs> you know, this one. And then we then later on figured out, you know. Let's hold on to it a little bit longer because it's going to get worth more, and then that turned into not getting rid of anything almost. So, <laughs> and now I'm just like got some kind of mental disorder with cars. <laughs> Go uh, from making money with cars to uh, a hoarder. Yeah, a ho- I've been called that. I've been called a hoarder. Uh, yeah, crazy. I mean, if you, if there's a definition of car crazy, it's probably you're looking at it. Uh, <laughs> and, but I was lucky. My dad. I, my parents was just blessed that you know he he started out from literally nothing at all mm-hmm. uh living in a house that you could he you hear all these stories feed the chickens through the floor you know and mm-hmm. all this and and was just a hard worker didn't graduate high school uh but smart as in common sense and and business smart you know and i was lucky enough you know that that he took care of me and mm-hmm. he started uh he was uh owned a plumbing business but also a rental property before um, ever before it got cool on tv to buy a house you know this and he he was just in the game so far ahead of everybody else you know that it ended up as a, a good business investment so if one for any of that none of the museum or anything mm-hmm. would be possible if it wasn't for you know him and what's your dad's name my dad's name was larry robinson okay so he's he, passed yeah away. he passed away about nine years ago okay. and 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 he couldn't have done what he did 
if it wasn't for my mother, you know. My my mother helped him, and he couldn't have done what he did if she wasn't supporting him. So it's both of them. Yeah. But yeah, just just lucky. That's all I am, you know, to 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 be here in the situation I'm in. Absolutely. So you so your business is we uh, uh rental property. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Are you mostly in Jackson, or do you? Uh, mostly, all of it's out south side and some commercial, but. You know, my dad, the way he had it figured out, and here's, you know, he done it different than most of them. They're all homes. Mm-hmm. They're all in subdivision neighborhoods. And, you know, he, he tried to make it where a family could have a home instead of a – he didn't do apartments. He didn't do duplexes. Mm-hmm. He didn't do any kind of government housing. Mm-hmm. He wanted it where – if you do it that way, somebody will stay. If you got an apartment building or a duplex, it's temporary. You know, mm-hmm. we've had families that's lived with us for 26 years. Wow. But, and some of them, people say, well, that's, they don't have any land taxes. If the water heater goes out, all they do is call it. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. like it like that. And yeah. we make it where it's affordable, where mm-hmm. we're not trying to make a killing it. And that was his system. And, mm-hmm. and it's worked for, you know, all of them are, you know, if you drove past it, you wouldn't even know that was a rental house. You yeah. just think it was a house. You Which know. is unusual. Cause... It's unusual. Most people, they go in to get apartment buildings, duplexes, and, you know, you're me, I think you just, cause you get people that close together, somebody's not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, and, and somebody four inches away from you on the other side of the wall, there's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to stay. That's a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. You're, they're not wanting, you're not going to want to stay and that you want you want a house, and you know some people just don't like. They got what they want where they want for the same or less price than what, or they may you know some people can't go out and get something like that mm-hmm. you know, and so they're getting what they want for the right price and they're happy and they'll stay a long time. Uh, I I became a home, homeowner a couple of years ago, and in the thought of not having to take care of. Um, land taxes or if there's maintenance to be done Mm -hmm. is an extremely attractive uh, thing to think about oh man you know if when something bad happens and that's i try to take care of that kind you know you hear all these nightmare stories but i want if something you know i want to be good and and then be happy because like i said it's you know just money in the bank in the long run if you take care of your stuff absolutely so and i'm in marketing and that's the true in any business if you do what you say you're going to do and you answer the phone mm-hmm. and and that's 90 percent. Know, i've never you don't in the way you know like i said i learned it from my dad that don't have to put up a sign mm-hmm. uh you don't have to do anything like that there's always a list you know and they, i don't even know how they find my number they you know yeah. they'll, they'll call that they, they want something or it's it's out there. If you do people right, they'll find you. You know, mm-hmm. just like you said, even like in his plumbing business, he never had to put a, a sign on his door. Mm-hmm. And I still get call- He's been gone nine years, and I still get calls. And we'll not, uh, we got something wrong. Could you come do that? I said, <laughs> I've got, with all this rental property, I've got my hands full. I, yeah. I'm, I, you know, so that, so that that led into having the means to do mm-hmm. this, you know. Because people walk through the museum, they say, how in the world did that happen? And that's how that's how it happened because of, you know, him being smart. You know, it, yeah. of that kind of deal. You know, that's quite a legacy. Buying, you know, you hear all these. Now you see all the commercials buy timber and this. He was buying buying the the farms, selling the timber and getting the farm for free 
40 something years ago mm-hmm. you know when you know now it's it's hard to do now because it's 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 over with everybody knows the game you know yeah but he was way ahead of everybody on that so and if you seen him you wouldn't think he had a nickel yeah because he just Very loved frugal. he loved the work and uh he had his overalls on most time and you know just that's just that was just him you know he he loved to, to get out there and and work i mean that's just it this is just every day it wasn't great example to, to yeah see. yeah i was very like i said that's the reason i'm just lucky i yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't be in the position i was in i'd be digging a ditch for some contractor right mm-hmm. now if probably if i if i if it wasn't for him so are were, was he or you are you guys either of you trained in mechanics or no i just at, I, at first you know i painted painted some of the stuff at the museum and painted some cars and done some stuff but if you're in the car kind of click you'll know exactly what i'm saying uh if somebody that's not don't know how to do anything on the car and they want something like a hot rod or a old car or whatever and they want it worked on or painted most time you'll take it to one of these mechanics or body shop and it gets pushed to the back they're going to get the insurance work first and we're going to get to it and it ends up a month turns into a year or you know so I got tired and I said I'm just going to do it myself so yeah. I just bought a gallon of paint one time and read the instructions just learn how to just just do it myself just because you're tired of uh, depending on anybody and yeah some things you know I've got a couple of friends that, that do mechanic work on odd stuff you know if I need it that's what I do now I didn't got lazy too <laughs> uh, but but uh just uh Dude, if you if you want to fool with something like that, you're gonna to have to learn how to tinker on, and that's part of the enjoyment. I used to enjoy it, like I said, I used to enjoy it a lot more. But as I got older, it's not as fun to sand bondo and dust and mm-hmm. like it used to be. <laughs> well, Rusty, we're gonna head into our first break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about the museum. So, um, you are listening to the R Jackson Home Podcast, and we are sitting between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, and we'll be right back after this break. And we're back with Rusty from Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum that's located in downtown Jackson. Rusty, you, we've, we've talked about how you kind of got to this point in your life, but how did you, know, how did you start collecting TV cars? Uh, the, way I, the way I think that it got in my brain, everybody asked this question. Growing up in the 80s, every show or everything you watched on tv had a car in it and the car was as big a character as uh as the main stars themselves so i think that's the a-team the dukes of hazard starsky and hutch you know and the night rider everything played a big part so i i kind of think that's where it got in my system and i was totally dukes of hazard fan you know general lee was one of the main ones that you know when i was a kid so I got a General Lee. Uh, I had one earlier, like when I was early 20s, and then I got another one probably early 2000s. And uh, I noticed you could go to a car show, and there could be a... When you say got a General Lee, I'm sorry. Okay, you want to know how... Like, how do you just get a General Lee? Now, that's a crazy story, (laughs) because in Jackson, well, in Humboldt, 100 years ago when the dinosaurs were on Earth, there was a... AM radio show every day at lunch. It was Bill Carter's Swapping Shop. Okay. And if you talk to 
people probably 40 and older. Some of them, it was just a comedy show because, okay. I mean, people would call in with all, it, it was, and people would call in aggravating, you know, and he was an older guy and they just let him go with it. I mean, there wasn't no, it was just, you couldn't believe what some people called in okay. asking for, but it was like hoes and lawnmowers and just crap like that. So one day, me and my dad would sit on the front porch and eat lunch and listen to it because it was just mm-hmm. funny. And sometimes there was something come up, somebody wanted to sell something that you'd kind of be interested in. So I called in and said I was looking for a 69 Charger. And uh, and everybody thought that was funny, me asking for that on that show. Yeah. Uh, a day later, a guy called me and said, uh, are you looking for a Challenger? I said, I like Challengers too, but I said, <laughs> I said, well, what do you got? And he told me it was like rust bucket. And I said, well, I'm really looking for a Dodge Charger. He said, a woman I work with, her husband bought one brand new. It's just sitting in their garage. I said, really? He goes, I said, you think you'd sell it? He said, I think he might. He gave me the guy's number. I called him. I said, have you got a Dodge Charger? He said, yeah. I said, would you sell it? And he said, I need to sell it. He said, it's just sitting in the garage. I don't ever drive it anymore. And I'm, I just need to go and get rid of it. I said, well, when can I come look at it? And he said, I'm retired. Anytime you want to come look. I said, well, I'm going to come tomorrow at lunch. And he said, well, come to Trenton, turn on this road. He said, turn on this gravel road. And when you go down that gravel road, you'll hit pavement. And when you hit pavement, turn around and come to the first driveway. <laughs> and my dad, my dad was still living then. I said, I'll spot because I was car crazy then too. I said, I'll spot it before I ever, you know, get to the end of that road sure enough hit blacktop had to turn around go back <laughs> pulled in there and it was backed out and i mean it was a forty thousand mile 69 charger he bought it brand new uh and it looked good it looked really good and i i've told this story so i ain't worried about the like the money part of it uh he reached in the door cranked it cranked right up he goes i said uh, what do you want for it he said i want ten thousand dollars for it i said i want it he goes, I'm not taking any less than $10,000. I said, <laughs> I said, sir, I want the car. He said, you're not going to drive it? I said, if it'll make it to Jackson, I'm driving it to Jackson. He goes, it'll go anywhere you want to go. And I paid him for it, and it's been one of the best cars I ever bought. Uh, it was it was a orange, factory orange car and everything. Wow. So I got real lucky. I mean, it. and his name was J.L. Duke. No. That was crazy. That's crazy. It's st- and Do you I think c- he just did that just to mess with you, or was that really no? That's the, the that okay. was the truth, and and people I think people kind of forgot about it because it was put up, but it was a car that people seen around Trent. Mm. Um, so I just got lucky, man. Just fell right into it. Uh, you know, so you started. Th- There's still, and that shows you you just don't know what's out there too. Because mm-hmm. I've got lucky, man. I, I've run up on some stuff you you would never think was still sitting in a shed somewhere. There, mm. it's real. Hard to come by now. Back probably early '80s, you could ride around in the country and find your old car. But mm-hmm. now, uh, you know, it's hard because people are actually they'll take airplanes and fly around looking for crap yeah. in people's backyards. You know, so I got that. That's how I got that one. But like noticing with the General Lee, you could go to a car show and there could be a brand new Ferrari sitting there, and people mm-hmm. would walk over that Ferrari to get the General Lee. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was just. A piece of their childhood you know mm-hmm. it was something and and the amazing thing about Dukes of Hazard and Ghostbusters and Back to the Future you get five-year-olds coming in and they know exactly what that is and mm-hmm. it's their favorite thing it's just it, it's just time you know it, it just goes through the 
years, you know, of people's favorite stuff. So, and that's another thing I love about that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it affects different people, all age groups. <clears throat> so, got that. Got another one, and and not only do there's probably about forty TV and movie cars in the collection, but also there is probably I'd say thirty five or forty more just antique cars that's not on display anywhere. That so you have seventy. There's around seventy cars, and wow. a lot of a lot of the, my dad he loved the old old stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. The, and there's a lot of rare stuff that it's probably the only one you're ever going to see in your life if you actually looked at it. So we had all this stuff, and we had like a if you come out to the house, there's a little town built it looks like the fronts of old western stuff and uh we'd have car clubs want to come uh-huh. have their picnics and it got to a point where i would be sitting out there working on something and a car would pull up from without state tags on it when com- the internet started you know and yeah. compute uh the futuristic word got things. around <laughs> uh, that that's joke. an off that's an off radio joke so, sorry uh, <laughs> And uh, they would say, are, "Is this the place that's got you know the the, the movie cars or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say, "Can we look around?" And so it got to a point where I said, "I'm just going to put these where people could actually mm-hmm. see them." So I started looking for a building, uh, and found a building and opened up and been open five years, going on six years now. Okay. And uh, so so you have seventy now. Your location is on Hollywood. It's on three twenty three Hollywood Drive. How many cars can you fit in there? There's, I, a, there's have, around 30 cars inside there. It don't, and it, that's a that that's one of my, and I love the building because it's Art Deco. It was mm-hmm. the old Wonder. It was built for Wonder Bread in 1943, and that's all it ever was besides me is Wonder Bread. Okay. But it's real curved. It's a I look, but it's long, and it throws people off. They think there's there can't be that stuff can't be in that building. Yeah, it doesn't look that big from the street, <laughs> but it's real long. It's about uh, six thousand something square feet building, and if the guy next door ever sells me that one. I'll bring all the movie cars down there. Okay. I, right now, I kind of rotate them out, or we'll usually drive a couple, park them out front on pretty days on the mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's always 28, 30 cars there, cars, motorcycles there at all times. Yeah. So What, what are some of your prized pieces? In the past year, there's the Batmobile, the 89 Michael Keaton Batmobile. That's always, you know, General Lee's always, for years, Knight Rider. But in the past... Uh, year and a half what i've got two of paul walker's original cars okay. uh, from the fast and furious movies the one one is the original green eclipse the first one he ever drove mm. and i got that one and i've got a skyline from the fourth movie and uh the green eclipse i bought it probably nine years ago and uh i've had so many offers on that car the mm-hmm. last year after he got after killed other museums want it but i just don't want to sell it and this is like one of the only places you know you can see something like this in the world is jackson mm-hmm. uh, i've got the world's fastest lawnmower built out of a mustang by jesse james <laughs> and uh it, it was the first episode of monster garage which <laughs> i that, used to love monster garage that's the i still think it's uh if i correct up the highest rated show discovery channels ever had hmm. and that was the first episode and it's the that's the green and it'll actually cut grass over 100 miles an hour yeah and I've got, and far as younger people, I've got Jason Statham's uh, Mustang from Death Race, and it's the original car. It's a real Shelby mm-hmm. GT500, machine guns, bullet holes, you know. And it's people when they see that, they know exactly what it mm-hmm. is. And then I've got Beverly Hillbillies truck, Monsters, uh, Dragula. I've got a Ecto One, which is real. 
it's a replica. That's not if you go to any of these places and they tell you they got a real one. You got to watch when you go. It's a lot of times you'll go in a museum as seen in the Beverly Hillbillies, and it is as seen in the Beverly Hills. It's just not the one you've seen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it kind of you know fool you into thinking you're seeing something you're not. But the Ecto One is rare because there was just so very few cars built anyway, because mm-hmm. it was coach built cars. The original one Sony Entertainment still has, and they're not selling it. So, but I have one, and and you get a lot of people they come to see that just because it's they want their picture next to it. I've got a DeLorean, and it's just original. Now I've seen a DeLorean around town. Is there is there another one, or do you just drive it around for? No, I sometimes? haven't drove mine. In, there is another one, uh, in uh, Old Madonna Road. There's a guy out there that has one. And he drives his quite a bit, I think. Mine, I. I should be ashamed, but it's in the museum, and I, if I take it out, people are going. It's one of the more favorite cars in there. That's my problem. I can't figure out what I want to swap around. I got so much <laughs> crap. But I do have one of the original props from the second Back to the Future movie. I have a a Ferrari that was built in '89 or '88, and that's what they thought a 2015 model Ferrari was going to look like. Oh. And it's one of the big props they use for the scene when he goes into the future. Gotcha. And then I've got, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Death Proof with Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. It's Kurt Russell's car. I've got his car from mm-hmm. that movie. I've, uh, Herbie, uh, Starsky and Hutch, Knight Rider, Blues Brothers, uh, the Wayne's World Pacer. I have the original one. Oh, wow. Um, R- Rusty, let's head into another break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about maybe some of the stories of how you got some of those. Okay, cool. And then we'll talk about how we can help the museum. So um, you're listening to the R. Jackson Home Podcast, and we'll be right back. And we're back with Rusty of Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum, which is located on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, Rusty, how how do you go about getting a lot of these cars? Well, and that's one of the number one questions that I get. Uh, every one of them's got a different story. Mm-hmm. Some of them, some of them came from other museums, and some mm-hmm. of them come from the guy that works for the studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, I just, I've had like a, people contact me. They Google. They're wanting to sell something. They'll Google movie cars or TV cars, and and. I'm lucky mine comes up top, you know, mm-hmm. so I get, I've get i got some just by people just looking for somebody to sell some to, but every one of them's got a different story just about. You mentioned earlier that you had a Batmobile. <laughs> I've got I've got one of the few operating 89 Bat- Batmobiles. How did you... The... I, I really don't want to talk about how you get a Batmobile. All right. But I mean, I that's mean, a, that's, the, 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 that's all I need to know. It's a... <laughs> It's a long story, and and you wouldn't be interested. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm I'll, joking. I'll leave it's, it there. It's a it's just a touchy subject, so I don't <laughs> okay, want to talk about right. that. Well, much. what about uh, are there any other are there any cars that have good stories that you can talk about? <clears throat> uh, the Wayne's World car. I've have I've got the original Pacer from Wayne's World, and that car started out when when they finished the second movie. Uh, they sent it to Kings Island Amusement Park in there. Ohio, and. Uh, Paramount wanted to be like Universal Studios, so they bought two amusement parks and they set it in front of a roller coaster. And, and man, it had a hard way to go. And it's—I I didn't change it. I left it. You know, they done some painting on it and stuff, but people picked and plucked and got them a souvenir. 
And then they sold it, and uh, a guy ended up with it in Ohio, or Iowa, Ohio. No, it was Illinois. I'm lying all the way around up in there. And I kind of back when my spy, I'm like constantly looking for something. And I, mm-hmm. I knew where it went to, and I knew kind of. So I'd search, and I found the guy's MySpace page. That shows you how long ago that was. <laughs> and uh, I kept, I it's got his email some kind of way. I said, man, if you ever want to sell this car, I'm interested, you know. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, any kind of any kind of deal like that, not even a movie car, if there's an old car and you've seen it sitting in somebody's driveway and say, if you ever want to sell that, you know, I would like first shot. And they oh, yeah. But when that time comes, it's ever who's standing there who usually gets it. Yeah. They don't never, they don't think about you. So I got lucky. He called me. He said, "Man, I, I really need to sell this car." And he was needing some. You could tell he he needed some money. And so I said, "Tell me about it, cause it'd been sitting. This has gone on a few years, you know." Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me this, that, and other. And I had a friend that actually lived about seventy miles, hundred miles from him. I said, "Would you go pick this car up for me, you know, and send send the money of what he wanted and." Uh, he took it with him and got there and the, looked at. He said, and he called me. And said, man, this car is, it's rougher than what he's telling you on the phone. You know, he said the windshield's cracked. You know, and and he put the guy on the phone and he said, man, he had to have that dollar amount, whatever it was or whatever trouble he was having. It took that amount. He said he started crying. He said, man, I I need this money. And I just said, I got to have that. And I said, put my friend back on the phone. I said, to buy the car. Mm-hmm. I, I want it. Mm-hmm. There's no, I said, pay him and, and get it. So mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but it was so sad. I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. I said, I, I want it anyway. And I'd be stupid for passing it up anyway. Yeah. But, you know, the guy was trying to watch out. He knew it wasn't what he was told, told me on mm-hmm. the, you know, but I, I'm, when I got it, I was more than pleased with it. You know, it mm-hmm. just needed a little TLC. So that, I, I, it was lucky to get the thing, you know. That's uh, awesome. And, and have you ever had any movie stars come? Through? I had uh, Paul Michael Glazer. He come through and signed uh, the the Torino, the Starskin Hutch. He played the, okay. he played Starsky on on well, Starskin Hutch, neat. and he played. If you look at his list, man, he's played everything you can think of mm-hmm. too. But and I had one the he wasn't a major guy, but. If you ever watched Dukes Hazard, the, the the sheriff from the county over Chickasaw County, mm-hmm. Sheriff Little, the big old guy that'd take a spike and stick in the fender and rip the thing off, he'd come through one day and sign a picture for me. But uh far as just that's about it on like stars coming through just out of the blue to sign mm-hmm. something. Well, Rusty, give us a quick run of view of how we can learn more about the museum, when it's open, things like that. <clears throat> you can you can find out if you just if it's Good enough, uh, blessing enough. If you just get on the computer and type Rusty's Car Museum, any if you even get close to it, mm-hmm. you're going to find it. Uh, but on Facebook, Rusty's TV and Movie Cars, uh, or Rusty's TV and Movie Cars dot com. Uh, there's a website, mm-hmm. but my, by, the best way if you want to see what's the newest stuff, I'm always on Facebook posting something. Uh, but just. If you just Google it any kind of way, mm-hmm. you're going to find it. So, What are the hours? It's 9 to 5, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if there's like you got family in town or a group or whatever, I'll open up through the week. Just just send me an email or call the contact number, and mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll try to make it work for, for anybody. Uh, but it's uh, 
some stuff you're not going to see anywhere else. And most people, when they get there, they can't believe it's in Jackson. They yeah. they that's they walk through. The, I can't believe this is in this town, and that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the outside the building you think. I like to to under promise and over deliver. That's a that's I a like good to motto. I like to blow them out when they when they walk through that when they press that door open, and look actually in it, it, it they they're blown away. That's the effect I want. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Now, what what ways obviously. You said most of your visitors aren't from Jackson, mm-hmm. so obviously one way we could support the museum is by by going, yeah, um, and bringing our friends and family when they come to visit the city of Jackson. What are some other ways that we can support the museum? Uh, just uh, I have so many people that 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 they'll go into a a business and or that's visiting Jackson, like a a restaurant or something, say. Where's the mo- the car museum here? You know, mm-hmm. wanting directions because they are in their mind. It's something big that everybody should know about. Yeah, yeah, and and just if you if somebody asks about it, you know, just word of mouth, man, that helps. Mm-hmm. It helps a lot, you know. Uh, if you got a church group or a Cub Scouts or any kind of like, like a group like that, everybody says there's nothing to do in Jackson. You know, it's something good. You know, I thoroughly enjoy. I have groups that some groups I wouldn't. Even, I've had like mentally disabled people. You'd think they called me and they said we'd like to come through and look. And I, when I first done it, I thought, well, will they really enjoy this? You know, mm-hmm. and that is some of my most repeat, my biggest customers mm-hmm. from all over West Tennessee. And the woman told I, I couldn't put my finger on, it, and the woman told me why. She goes, all they've ever done is sit in front of a TV all mm-hmm. their life, mm-hmm. and those generally night rider man, it is just. You just wouldn't believe how the effect it has on mm-hmm. them. They, they love it. And that just any kind of group like that, you know, there's stuff to do that you, you never think about, you know, in town. That's awesome. Uh, do you get a lot of referrals from any websites like TripAdvisor or anything? TripAdvisor is the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> if you look at – if you are passing through Jackson, things to do, and thank goodness I, it's probably been that way for the last – four years that's been number one in Jackson mm-hmm. and all it is is just reviews of if you read down every once in a while you can't make everybody happy mm-hmm. the worst one I had is they come back a second time and I hadn't I only had one new car <laughs> <laughs> and I thought and they said well it ain't too bad for five bucks no. but it wasn't the greatest review that my little the the the, the little button they pushed wasn't the greatest one but I thought man I'm doing you know <laughs> if that's if, if they're not <laughs> happy about the second visit then you're doing okay <laughs> that's I what think. I thought I was a, I hate that you didn't say it was still excellent, you know, but I mean, <laughs> no bad reviews. And that, that's a blessing because TripAdvisor and, and, you know, you got road trippers and there's several of them I'm, that I don't even add myself to. It's just showed up on there, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you visited it in Jackson, ladies and gentlemen, and you had a good time, go on TripAdvisor. That, and that would help me it. more than a hundred dollar bill probably is is if you if you just want to give me a present that would help more than anything and but I don't I don't want somebody I want you to look and I want to deserve it because mm-hmm. I because mm-hmm. uh you know people I tell you know you go to any other museum in, in Jackson people love cars and people love pop culture and people love mm-hmm. movies and TVs and there's something there for everybody uh, and you can't help but smile when you see some of the stuff any age group. Uh, it might, might every one of them might, might be your favorite, but there's something in there that's that that you had something to do with in your life for sure. 
Absolutely. Well, Rusty, it has been a, a genuine joy to have you on today. Um, and you, are, is this are you volunteering, or is it, or can you be fired? I'm volunteer. Okay, so you're safe then. <laughs> Having me on. <laughs> no, you've done great. And thank you for helping make Jackson a more unique place and for staying here and making it home. No problem, man. I appreciate the time. Um, well, that is a, that brings us to an end of another episode of Our Jackson Home. And uh, stay subscribed, and hopefully we'll, we'll see you again, or hopefully you'll hear us again in the future. And make sure you go to visit Rusty's TV and movie car museum. Today's podcast was produced, recorded, and hosted by me, Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. Uh, this podcast was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit their website, attheco.com. And to find out more and read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit rjacksonhome.com.